Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the December 7th issue of the In the Cattle Markets newsletter. The title of the article is Current Drivers and Atypical Seasonal Patterns in the Cold Cow Cutout. To discuss this, I'm joined today by Dr. Elliot Dennis, who's a professor and livestock extension economist at the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. Dr. Dennis, I found this article to be very timely and also of interest to me as I work with cow-calf producers. We look at cold cow income, and typically if we're looking at the cow-calf enterprise, that's somewhere around 15 to 20% of their gross receipts. And also as we talk about cold cow prices seasonally, usually November, December is the lower time of the annual year to sell cold cows. In this article, you talk about some things that are happening right now with the cold cow cutout. And when we're talking about that, we're talking about the value of those cold cows that are sold in terms of the beef going into the retail sector. There's been some things that are kind of unusual this year with that. And share with us what you're seeing and what might be some implications for that as we look to 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was a really good summary there. We have been seeing pretty what I would call atypical seasonal patterns. And and like you said, generally what we'd see is that uh, coming into, you know, July, August, September, as those uh, cold cows, as people start to early wean, uh, start to cold, um, cold cows, what normally see that price really drop. And that's the normal seasonal pattern. But really this year, we've started to see prices accelerate through the summer. And since July, August, we've been pretty much sitting at a steady to slightly increasing cutter cow cutout. And the last time we, we saw this kind of atypical seasonal pattern was in 2014. Kind of a similar issue in, in the midsummer, it started to increase. It went actually a little bit higher into the 165s, but really it stayed there pretty constant and through 2015. Um, and then in the fall of 2015, it started to have a pretty heavy decline through the fall months. What I kind of showed was that I think that there's market fundamentals that could potentially have this uh, period of extended higher cold cow prices be be longer. And I point out a few things. I point out that, you know, we're still in a contraction period. So there's still a lot of market incentives to bring cold cows to market. And we've already seen that cold cow rates have already accelerated through the year. We're up about 10, 15% than what we think we probably should be. And some of that's been fueled by droughts. And really, the second of that is just feed prices. If looking at corn, looking at hay, all of those are extremely high right now. As, like I said, lots of issues that are driving those prices. And then on this other side, on so those are both on the supply side. And then on the demand side, we're having extremely high domestic beef demand, about 15% higher than was in 2014, 2015. And so all of these are are really strong indicators that, that A, that cutout's probably going to remain high. And so as packers want to incentivize more cows to come to town, they continue to hold at that cutter cow price or maybe potentially increase the price. And so I think there's, you know, those and other reasons uh, are pretty strong indicators that potentially the cold cow market should stay uh, pretty elevated in the coming, at least the coming months. 
share a little more about the change in demand. As I read this article, that was something that jumped out to me. I hadn't really thought about that, but what's taking place with demand and why have we seen the stronger demand now than we said where we were at, say, seven years ago? Yeah, I think some of it has to do with kind of where the economy was at. Beef in particular is very sensitive to consumer income. And so we know that uh, when people have more income, governments transferring money uh, through the stimulus packages. And uh, while not everyone has made a lot of money, there's been actually quite a bit of profits made this year. And so I think those two things in particular have really increased consumers' desire to spend higher prices for beef. And I think that accompanied with, we've had some some shutdowns in the food service and a little bit weaker dollar because we've had inflation, which has pulled a lot of the, the product out of the U.S. and, and exported uh, those abroad. Those kind of two things really put pressure on those prices. And what we like to see is to have them pull up uh, prices along the beef complex. Let's talk a little bit about the cutter cow cutout value, uh, why that's been so strong. What are the main things that drive that value? Yeah, so when we talk about the cutout, uh, this is at the wholesale, uh, so at the packer, what is that value of that animal worth? Really what we talk about it is how much of that product comes from that animal, what is the price, and from that we can calculate value. The cutout is actually a calculated value that is really the sum of certain products. Um, and so some of those products for the cutter cow are like 90% lean, bone, fat, chuck tender. And, and so what we see is that the sum of those products drives, uh, drives the cutout. At certain times of the year, uh, certain products are really driving the, or causing the cutout to increase. And at other times, other products are really driving that. So for the cutter cow, since most of it is actually uh, lean beef, the biggest driver of the, of the cutout is 90% lean in fact, it, it accounts for almost 70% of the total value of the cutout. If you add in like 100% lean SBP or 100% lean uh, inside round, then we're more kind of like at 80% almost. And so that lean product, which will primarily go to either food service or kind of beef side dishes or in kind of in the hamburger section. Uh, so when we see a lot of strong ground beef demand, that tends to really pull up uh, that cutter cow beef price. When we look right now at the margin that's happening at the processor level, there's pretty good payback to them right now for these cows. That I think indicates going forward that they're probably going to be willing to continue to pay as long as we have these strong beef prices. You're exactly right, Aaron. One of the ways that we, we can examine that with data is look at what the cutter cow cutout is and then what is the dressed cutter cow price. Um, and the difference between those two prices is the gross margin that packers can potentially make. And we saw really starting in 2015, a deviation of those prices, that process or that gross packing margin on cutter cows is, has really kind of crept up. It, you know, has steadily increased and it started to kind of level out a little bit, but definitely room to grow in that cutter cow or dressed cutter cow price. I think there's definitely upward movement potential, but a lot of that will come down to how many animals do we continue to see come to market? Do we continue to have pretty strong exports? And does that demand stay pretty robust? 
we focus primarily on coal cows and thinking about beef cows, but let's talk a little bit about the dairy sector. Obviously, that's a major contributor to this as well. What might be taking place there from a dairy cow perspective that might influence this as we look to 2022? Yeah, absolutely. When we talk about total ground beef or merchandisable cuts coming from coal cows, that really comes from four different places, right? Beef cows and bulls, dairy cows, trimmings from and grind from steers and heifers, and beef imports. Uh, we've seen a pretty similar trend in inventory numbers for dairy cows. And so we've seen actually a lot of dairy cows uh, also uh, be harvested. And so they're also contracting a lot of their inventories. And so that's what's been so surprising is we've had um, a lot of cows and bulls being harvested. We've had a lot of dairy cows and we've had very strong uh, steered heifer slaughter, recognizing that we've had some hiccups with the processing plants. But overall, we've had pretty aggressive uh, harvest. And so we've had a lot of product there. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Dairy cows are contributing to the total product, but we've also seen a lot of dairy cows already come to come to market. So I guess to sum this all up and kind of put it together, what I've heard you say is that we've got strong demand. There's good margin there right now for processors. And this really kind of lays a foundation for looking at pretty steady to strong prices for cold cows as we look to 2022. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, particularly in the, the front half of 2022 and, and into the early part of the summer, I would still say that that value for the, uh, the cutter cow should pr remain pretty strong. Uh, as we get into the later summer months, um, I think it's anyone's best guess right now. We have to wait for the, the market fundamentals to be there. Um, this kind of puts it in an inter interesting situation if we have cows that are we are thinking about culling them or making those culling decisions. And then especially with elevated feed prices, uh, really making sure that uh, we're making those wise decisions, given that we're not really expecting prices. Uh, we have no expectation that prices are going to rise dramatically between now and, and the next summer. Most of that expectation is ma maintaining prices. And so if we're already thinking maybe we're going to sell sometime in the beginning of the year, then potentially uh, talking with your um, person who does your marketing and see if maybe we can sell them earlier if we have no expectation that prices might rise. Anything else on this topic you'd like to highlight today? Nope. If, if, as always, if the producers have questions, always feel free to contact me and I'm happy to talk through situations with their own operation. Well, thanks again for joining me. Yep. Thanks for having me, Aaron. But for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to look it up. It's the In the Cattle Markets newsletter. This is the December 7th issue. And again, the title of the article, Current Drivers and Atypical Seasonal Patterns in the Cold Cow Cutout.